Warning, what you will see in the movie Pieces cannot be revealed, cannot be described, cannot even be imagined. And you don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. Pieces, it's exactly what you think it is. Pieces, absolutely no one under 17 will be admitted. This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Welcome back to another instalment of Pieces in Pieces, a sub-series of the podcast Under the Stairs, where we take an all-time fave of mine's, the movie Pieces from 1982. We chop it up into five-minute instalments, or wait for it, Pieces, and then to add an extra level of fuckery on top of that, I then mix the order of when they are being released. So there's a very good chance this might be the first episode you're hearing, the last episode you're hearing, or somewhere in the middle. On this episode, we will be covering the minutes 5 through 10. Your five-minute segment will start with the words Jack Taylor in blood in the credits, and will end with the Dean telling his secretary to hold his calls for the time being. Joining me on this five-minute instalment, dear friend of the podcast, long-time collaborator, uh, man of mischief, and uh, many voices, as of course my good buddy Ricky Morgan. How you doing, Ricky? It is a great pleasure to be here. <laughs> right at the bat, man. I love it. I absolutely love it. Never change. Um, this is... You were like one of the first people that flung their name in the hat as soon as I mentioned oh, yeah. this. Um, and I know it's because you have a great love for this movie like I do, but um, was there anything else? Uh, that, that was, well, was it just a case of Duncan mentioned the word PCs, I'm in. Well, realistically, I'm down for anything that you want me involved in. But the other part of it, too, is you came on Helming. We covered this on that. <laughs> and I remember when the when the 4K, I think, was coming out of this. And I was like, do we really need a 4K of pieces? And you were like, hold on. Hold on. Yes, we do. And after that, I was like, you know what? This movie does deserve more love than it gets. Yeah. Um, this movie has, I think I have all versions of it now. But um, on top of that as well... Um, it does exist in a world where there are more 4K versions of Rawhead Rex, though, than there are PCs. So, yeah. someone's yeah. buying them, dude. Someone's buying them. Otherwise, they would be putting them out. <laughs> Incidentally, oh, yeah. I'm 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 very tempted uh, for the next in PCs movie to be done. Rawhead Rex. I'm so so tempted and uh, i dare say if i did do that um i wouldn't have to twist your arm to come back would i well uh, no doubt and of course i think we just finished the la- the 100th episode of hell ming and i think danny made a public apology for doing rawhead rick on the show <laughs> so <I don't> know. 
Oh man, you could end up with a whole segment of just like a whole five minutes of a, a cockeyed monster going ah, um, which does my heart good. Um, I'll tell you what does my heart good. We were talking about this just before I hit record. Both segments you're doing as part of this series, now one of them may have already been released because of the nature of him muddling this up on the release. Both your segments have absolutely bitch and righteous kills, um, and I dare say some hosts will be jealous of that. But you have... Actually, you landed two really, really good segments. Five through ten to a lot of people might seem like a, well, it's right at the start of the movie and not a lot happens, and yours lands right in the middle of credits. But you, you have one of the most ridiculous deaths, and followed up by an amazing death, like per, yeah. like the deaths per capita in this movie are favouring this first five, well, the second five minutes in here. Um, so I, I'm just going to say you're welcome. <laughs> I yeah, did pick absolutely. It random. I appreciate it, and you know, <laughs> I, you know, this is how you start a movie, folks. <laughs> yeah. So, so we jump into our five minutes here, still in credits, um, and the credit that's on the screen is, of course, the great Jack Taylor, um, who needs no introduction and um, hams his way up through this movie in fine fashion. It, it does make me always kind of, kind of happy to see him make an appearance. Um, and then follows up with some other notable uh, mentions of some cast, uh, specifically John Marie. Uh, who is the director of photography, who I think does a great job in this movie mm-hmm. overall. I, I love the, the visual style. Um, the can only has to be pseudonym for screenplay of Dick Randall and John Shadow, who sound like the worst tag team ever. You know what I mean? Um, John Sorry. Shadow is a, is a clear pseudonym, is it not? Oh, yeah. Has to be. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it sounds like an old 80s wrestling team, right? <laughs> Randall and Shadow. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this was produced also by Dick Randall and directed, of course, by Juan Piquet Simon. We then uh, jump forward 40 years, or as my notes have auto-corrected, frothy years later. <laughs> I don't know why he's done that. <laughs> frothy years sounds like a bad video. Um Oh, that needs to be put in a drawer somewhere and forgotten about. Uh, so we jump forward 40 years from the, the events of the beginning and it opens with the happiest of happy music you've ever heard um, and a, a perky young campus girl working her way... D- no, it doesn't actually. It, it no. opens with the killer right. drawing out a box... What's in a box? From, what's in from the a, box? What's in the box? I'll tell you what's in the box. Um, yeah. It draws out this box containing a set of bloody high-heeled shoes, um, presumably his mother's dress, as his mother's dress, um, and then a picture of his mother, which is clearly just a headshot of the actress. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's not like a family photo or nothing. It's... <laughs> You know, it's not something that was taken by relatives at a, you know, family reunion or anything like that. It's it's yeah. a legit headshot for yeah, jobs, if you, you know. If you turned this round, it would say, interests, horse riding, <laughs> speaks three languages, uh, complete chess, um, you know, dislikes, axes through the head, catching your child doing a nudie jigsaw, um, husbands that go away in the war that have a pawn shown for porn. Um, so... <laughs> 
how about it's 40 years later and he pulls out the the shoes and the and the dress and the blood is still like you know, oh bright red yeah super, super red you know it's yes like, mm, okay <laughs> what have they done to the blood uh, it's always as if it's been drawn on with the same marker that's x through the face of the headshot <laughs> right um so this is interesting because like my interpretation is of this scene is this scene is happening post what happens to the girl on the skateboard so what we're seeing is him pull this out and then remembering the girl on the skateboard as the triggering event almost as if he's witnessed what happens to the girl on the skateboard and went oh and then ran away up to his room and then started pulling the stuff out so we kind of jump hmm. between these scenes the reason i say that is the the how to put this nicely the the kind of the idea behind the movie, if you could call it that, um, is that he has remained dormant. He hasn't been a killer for many years. This is the deep red thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Is the, yeah. Yep. It's like a triggering event happens as a kid, murders his parents. Um, it's fine up until something happens, which then triggers a relapsed memory or whatever. So him pulling this, already being in the gloves and pulling this box at the drawer must happen post her going through the mirror otherwise the timeline doesn't make sense and also he'd be pulling this box out and then the girl would be going through the mirror and then he'd be like oh yeah i've got a jigsaw as well so running back up to his room and take the jigsaw out so and that's how i see it anyway um well uh, but i'll i'll tie into that in just a second i, I don't know we'll, we'll see yeah. how this works out but i you know i can 100 percent get behind that because in most movies like this, you have to have that thing that re-triggers them, right? Yeah. And gets them back to be a maniacal killer, you know? Good point. So we then have the, the classic Boston form of Madelio and O'Donnell. Yep. <laughs> uh, the glass and mirror van um, company, which arrives, and uh, two men take out a comically large mirror pane. It's huge. Uh, and then we get the happy music as the girls like do 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 and she's yep. like oh oh she's on this skateboard and it's like a good old fashioned old school plastic kid skate skateboard like one you wouldn't be on yeah. as an adult because you can't turn in that that's it's only got one direction and that's forward and she's like oh oh and she's working her way down and of course these two guys are like to me to you to me to you with the mirror and um wouldn't you know it like something straight out like a roadrunner cartoon or bugs bunny she goes straight into the mirror which would not yeah. kill you right exactly <laughs> and you can see too you can tell when the setup is she had plenty of time to stop <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, oh. she doesn't hit it with much velocity but apparently she hits it right. hard enough to kill herself and as this is happening we get the triggering mirror just in case the audience forgot three minutes before when the mother smashed the mirror. This is like a jigsaw movie, honestly. Uh, it's like, oh, remember how we got here? So we have this flashback instantly to the mother smashing the mirror again. Maybe that's what I missed then, because I thought it was the I thought it was the killer smashing the mirror. Oh no no no! At She's the same like, time. No, okay. it's the it's just, yeah the mother the mother is the mother smashing the mirror. So okay. it's like that apparently is what triggers apparently the mother smashing the mirror was this thing that triggered his killing 
I yeah. got seven years bad luck, maybe. Bad I don't luck, know. man. <laughs> you ain't dropping that on me, man. <laughs> so we so then he jump... hears the mirror outside. He yeah. gets the flashback, and here we go. I also kind of love this idea as well of like that. Like no one smashed a mirror around this guy for forty years, obviously. <laughs> like you daren't. Like you smash the mirror, he's gonna start killing people. Um, so yeah, we we switch back to him. He's taking the jigsaw box out, and we get the initial part of him starting to put the jigsaw together. So he's yeah, like, he's, he's working on the face, and we're gonna be cutting to that all the way through this movie. This is th- this is the most long, elaborate way of putting together a jigsaw. Imagine like putting together a jigsaw and like every every three minutes you're like that. Right, I need to stop for a killing break. Right, right. to go murder a coed. <laughs> um, so we then jump to like the first proper like death of the modern era in this movie. And boy, is it fucking awesome! All right, so like, so many things to talk about here. So we switch. There's a girl on the campus, Grimm's studying any low cut short. So her uh, buttocks are um, slightly hanging out at the bottom, and she's Just a not, a, not a care in the world. She's studying, Ricky. Yeah, she's gonna sunny ease. side up. She's studying. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> she's sunny side. <laughs> 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 she's a little cheeky. Um, she's uh, <laughs> she's um, she's she's like engrossed in what she's doing, and the camera pans up to. <laughs> Oh man, there's a man in the bush here, and he's wearing a, a kind of almost like a deerstalker sort of like yeah. hat. I mean, a, yeah, but it's just like you need all this gear to trim some bush, some some limbs off of a tree. I mean, it's just like a, yeah, safety first. You know, it's a giant <laughs> scarf over his face, a pair of what looks like pilot goggles over his eyes, and a very a very austere looking tweed overcoat. Uh, and he also has the chainsaw, and he revs the chainsaw up, and um, the, the, the girl, obviously disrupted, trying to study, turns around and she says, hey, you going to be long? If so, I'll move somewhere else. And he's like, just a few minutes, miss. Just a few and, minutes, miss. And she's like, okay. And then he somehow manages to walk right round to the other side of her, and then come in from the opposite side of the grouse. Like I mean, tell- like the chainsaw wouldn't get louder, you know, coming yeah. at you, you know. She's yeah, so she's, she's so worried about getting her homework done, though, man. Yeah, That's what she's it's all She's engrossed about. in trigonometry, which, as you, everyone knows, when studying trigonometry, you will, like, misplace the sound of a revving chainsaw. Hey, trigonometry killed me. I, I mean, <laughs> <well>. <laughs> so he comes walking right in, swings that chainsaw down whaps right across the top of her head. We get an awesome slow-mo kill here. Like, the head flops off. Get a, a little spray of blood. Uh, we see, once again, a good pa- practical effect. Her body's lying on the ground with the kind of the, the top of the neck severed off. It's clearly a real body, so our yeah. head's obviously under the grass, um, like a fake thing or whatever, and they've used the effect on top, which, uh, whether or not you like the movie pieces, some people don't, they're mad. Um, you, there's one thing you can't take away is the deaths are all fucking great yeah that's what this movie does really 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 yeah. really really well um, so yeah she's dead and uh, we, we're like we, we're you can imagine this is the first 10 minutes of the movie and we've had three deaths right uh, again this is how you start a movie I mean it, you know even even look at your big kill movies like your Friday the 13th stuff 
you don't have three kills in the first, in the first no. ten minutes of the movie. Yeah, and, and uh, jump forty years. Like we've had, yeah. we've had a kill. We've jumped forty years, <laughs> and then we've had two deaths. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's so fast, but we 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 like instantly. Well, we're getting all that out of the way. We have resurrected a killer. He's on the grounds. He's made his first kill. Let's jump to the main characters here. Our police officers who are quasi-main characters here, who are going to solve the case. So we switch to the campus building, and we have Grace, the secretary, who is uh, speaking to the lieutenant and the sergeant, uh, or uh, as I like to call, well, the lieutenant's obviously is uh, Christopher George, but uh, the sergeant I like to call not quite Frank Drebin. Um, you know what I mean? He's like a, he's like a, he's like a stunt double Leslie Nielsen. Um <laughs> I love it. Um, I love it. <laughs> I was swimming in raw sewage. I love and it. I love it. <laughs> so Grace is like, I'm sorry, Lieutenant. Um, you can be sure the Dean will see you in a few moments. And then Christopher George, who has clearly been drinking every scene in this movie, he's been paid in booze. He's like, oh, that's all right, ma'am. We're used to it. Did you know the girl? And Grace is like, well, not really. We have such a big campus here. It's very difficult to remember everyone. Then the buzzer goes. Grace says, yes, sir. Dean says, uh, oh, Grace, are those two gentlemen here yet? And she's like, yes, sir. And then the Dean comes out and instantly is like, ah, Inspector Brackett. Um, and Christopher George is like, Lieutenant. <laughs> like, like, come on. <laughs> Did I confuse you as a professor? Like, like, let's get this right. And he's like, oh, yes, yes. Uh, won't you come in? Grace, hold all calls for the time being. Ricky, the, like you land... Yeah. The only scene in this movie that has two deaths, um, back to back, one comical, the other one absolutely bitching. Um, yeah. Is there is there a favourite line of dialogue or a favourite like specific clip in this five minutes that is uh, is your favourite? Are, are you going to go with are you going to go with a girl smashing through a mirror, or yeah. are you going to go with a box full of? clearly well, painted on things or oh, what's your what's your favorite bit of those five minutes as much as much as i love you know the whole giallo you know black glove pov mm -hmm. stuff you gotta go with sunny side up man i mean that's <laughs> it's just great even the dialogue just, just a minute miss i mean it's like i mean it's, it's so the dialogue is so ridiculous for yeah. the point because normally you would just get up and go somewhere else Oh, and they're going to be running that chainsaw. They work for this place. You know, it's not like it's a student running around. I think I'll chop some limbs today. <laughs> uh, also, you've got to remember, in the next scene, the movie's going to try and play this off as it's Willard that's a killer. That's your red herring. Right. right? Yeah. And it's clearly yeah. not Willard. Like, yeah. like, like <laughs> this is like this guy and all this stuff. Like, the audience knows, like, from this point, all right, it's not him. Yeah. So, I mean, and they try to really sell him too, and you're just like, nope, not buying no, it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Blue would never do that. He would never do that. Not right. my Blue. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the whole scene. That death is so fucking great. I, like, I yeah. remember, like, I, I talk about this a lot. Though, like, the first time you watch a movie, it is really is is the most unique experience you'll ever get watching a movie, unless you know, you come back to it years later and the meaning of the movie is, like, so much more different or, you know, you have this completely, like, 180 opinion on what the movie means or the messaging or whatever. To me, like, I remember seeing that opening scene with the mother getting hit with the, the axe and being like, oh, yeah. fuck, like that. And then yeah. 
I distinctly remember, like, in the next couple of minutes, there was two deaths, and I always, my brain always goes back to that tagline, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> and, like, at that point, I was like, I don't know what this is. Like, you know, like, and that's exactly what it is. It's a movie that just is, is all in. It dispenses yep. with any, any, there is no downtime in this movie. Even the conversations no. that characters are having that are fairly mundane are still entertaining as shit. So it really is a kind of it's a roller coaster thing, but instead of like taking too long to get to the first drop on a roller coaster, this is almost all drop. <laughs> so. well, it's, it's again taking <clears throat> taking what we love about the the giallo, yeah, but then making it like Friday the Thirteenth, or in other words, clocks ticking. We don't have time for a lot of dialogue. Yeah. What we need is scenes that lead up to tension and then a big you know effect. Um, yeah. Getting back to you know Sunny Side Up. <laughs> her her death scene you know this came out in a time period when we still didn't have really a lot of magazines and stuff showing us the magic revealing yes. how they did the stuff so you know i remember seeing this back as a as a youngster and going wow because you like you said you can tell it's a real body and we just hadn't put it together yet all the the magic behind all of it of how you make these effects work so it still works oh uh, yeah. yeah yeah definitely i think i think in a lot of respects, the greatest thing PCs did for what it was doing was it took that kind of the cross between it's like the perfect mix of Jallo and Slasher, right? Exactly. What, and what it does is it takes the best of both worlds. So you get all the elaborate setups of uh Jallo, but the almost the kind of Americanized like view of well the audience just want to see the kills <laughs> like so right. so like you you get the combination of the two and you really get the best of both worlds even though it's a it's an uneven fit at times you really get like a a, a very very concise version of both which to me uh, you know pays dividends like especially on that rewatch value is a very very easy movie to shove on and watch you know what i mean like you don't have to build yourself up to watching PCs. Another thing that kind of stood out to me was, um, and this is just stuff on the back end with me just thinking out loud, like the the look of the killer um, in the bushes it reminds me a little bit of Don't Go in the Woods Alone, which came out the yep. year before. So don't know if that was potentially an influence. Uh, later on, it becomes more the kind of the, the, the kind of the shadow, isn't it? It's like the, the kind of nineteen. 19- thirties, forties kind of, you know, villain in the background. Um and also the idea of the shoe fetish made me think of, like potentially if this is <laughs> like when writing the script, are they thinking about someone like a Jerry Brudos, you know, the shoe fetish killer or, or something like that, which would have been like by then John Douglas's book, uh, Man, uh, Manhunter, Mindhunter, right, Mindhunter, right. it would have been published and, you know, there's specifically stuff in there about people like Jay Bruder. So they were almost kind of in a weird, not renaissance, but like there was a, there was starting to be like a bit of bleed through to writers going, oh, let, let's just start basing some stuff on real life killers because, you know, they're really interesting. Obviously not the chainsaw stuff, but that, it, it just stood out to me this time, like more, like we'll talk about it in our, or we will have talked about it, depending on the release uh, on our next episode. There is a serious thing going on in this movie that's not addressed <laughs> not notwithstanding the the shoes in the box which he keeps and obviously the shoes at the very end of the movie but the death in the next scene has a peculiar quirk of um mm-hmm. like a, a bit of bad editing 
which might either be bad editing or it's his subplot which is continually used throughout the movie and never fucking explained um, it's very <laughs> very very strange uh, Ricky uh, you are a busy guy you do podcasts and stuff uh, where can people yeah. check out your stuff buddy all on Legion man home base of Legion podcast uh, you got Helming Power Hour we just finished like I said a while ago, episode 100. Whoa. So, you know, 15 years when we finally hit <laughs> number 100. Uh, uh, you know, that one, uh, we are currently going to, you know, get get the wheels going back to original form again and try to do yeah. the two movies, one episode kind of thing again and get back to what we loved about the show. Uh, yeah. You know, life gets in the way and you have to slow down. Uh, and I think I finally found my happy place in my solo stuff <laughs> with, with Dr. Movie, which I just hit number 200 on it. Yeah. You are rapid on those. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, what, what I love about those is, um, it is a, is a great reminder of how many awesome movies are out there. Like the amount of movies that you post. I'm like, I've not watched that movie in fucking year. Like that way where you forget a movie exists, not yeah. because you forget it exists. It's just, you've not thought about it. So it might as well be forgotten. Um, and then you post something, I'm like, oh my god, like that. Yeah. Is that out on DVD? Or is that out on Blu-ray? Can I buy it? Right. Uh, Some so of them are hard to find, uh, you know, with yeah. the listener request stuff. They're on in there too. But you know, you said awesome movies. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> There's <laughs> oh, a few yeah. weeks there. I'm kind of going, eh, I don't know why I do this. But... <laughs> yeah, but, you uh, have to. You have to go through the the rough to appreciate the smooth. Yeah, and, but it's the same thing with you. I mean, you just you love movies in general, yeah. and what I like about it is I can throw anything in there. It's not genre related. It's it's yeah. whatever I feel like covering, and it's only going to be about ten to fifteen minutes long because, you know, why go on for forty five minutes about a movie that you can watch in almost that time? So yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, you you know it, you know it. In an episode uh, which was speaking five minutes about a movie, but went for twenty five minutes. Let's not pick at that thread, Ricky. Let's not pick at that thread here. <laughs> Um, like it's say, different when you got a guest, though. When you got a guest, it's totally different. By yourself, yeah. I mean, who wants to listen to me talk for 10, 15 minutes by myself? I don't think me. that's a good a good idea. You know? Me, I would, I would. You, uh, uh, always. How sweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, you've either already been on this show or you're about to be on another episode. I have no idea the order in which these will <laughs> drop. That's still to be decided because I just like adding extra layers of complexity. But, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to bring this episode in. This covered minutes 5 through 10. And uh, we will speak to you on the next one.